I have an odd question to begin the message with today, as I ask. It is especially odd, it's an especially odd way to start a sermon on what Jesus said about how to pray. Here's the question. Is anyone here an expert on Kenny Rogers? I am not an expert on Kenny Rogers, nor have I ever met him, but, and I have never even been to a Kenny Rogers concert, and I only maybe know like maybe two or three songs by Kenny Rogers, but I did dress up like Kenny Rogers once. Since I dressed up as Kenny Rogers, do you think that qualifies me as a Kenny Rogers expert? Absolutely not. <laughs> like I said, I only know like, I mean, what songs did Kenny Rogers sing? Is it The Gambler? What else? Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton. That's the only ones I can think of, but I could be others. I'm not an expert. Well, what does this have to do with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and prayer? It's our topic for today. I'm glad you asked. Part of the fun of Halloween is being able to dress up like a character and pretend to be something you're not or someone that you're not for a short time. And pretending to be something you are not is, is not bad for Halloween or if you're an actor. But pretending to be something you are not is also the definition of hypocrite. That is the definition. And that's what Jesus talks about. He talked about it last time as we were studying how to give to the needy. But today, he's using it as we talk about prayer. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6 and verses 5 through 8, but let me just start with verse 5. He said, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. Actors and actresses portray characters. Sometimes so believably, it's amazing. Sometimes, have you ever seen some actors that just have so much range that they can play something from, you know, a young person to an incredibly old person and everything in between? But just because an actor plays a doctor on TV doesn't mean that you should take their medical advice, right? An actor takes the stage to play a role to entertain. Their reward is the crowd's applause and admiration. In Jesus' day, the religious leaders liked to put on a show by praying out loud in public. It was a great honor to be asked to pray in meetings at the synagogues. Everyone would look up to them as they led in prayer, and they would think, well, now there is a good person. That's a respectable member of society. But you don't have to wait until the Sabbath in Jesus' day to pray and show off all of your amazing praying abilities. Jews in the New Testament prayed three times a day, in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And many religious leaders would show up in public places and pray out loud so everyone could see just how spiritual they are. However, Jesus warned us not to put on a show when it comes to 
our relationship with God through prayer. He said, don't be like the hypocrites. In ancient Greece, hypocrite was the word for an actor who performed in a theater. And Jesus said, our relationship with God is to be real, not pretend. And certainly not an act we put on to convince others that we are something we're not. If your goal is to impress others or to earn aberration when you pray, then that is the only reward you will ever get. And the praise and admiration of people is cheap and fleeting. Ask a real actor or actress, and they'll tell you. Because one day you're a star, and the next day you're forgotten. Nobody even remembers your name. And Jesus goes on in the sixth verse. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who, who sees everything will reward you. Jesus' instructions for prayer here are simple. Go away by yourself, shut the door, and pray to your Father in private. Notice he said, when you pray. That means Jesus expected his followers to pray. When you pray. It's not if you pray. When you pray. Prayer is essential in our relationship with God. It is how we connect with God. Prayer keeps us focused. Prayer takes our attention off ourselves and our problems and plugs us into the divine source of life. I saw a video recently on YouTube. There were uh, these construction workers and they, they were so proud of themselves. They thought that they had ingeniously solved a real problem they were having on the work site. They had a corded circular saw and they were trying to cut some lumber. But unfortunately, they didn't have an extension cord and the sawhorse was set up on this side of the work site, but the only place to plug in the corded saw was on this side of the work site. And they were so proud because they felt that they had found a solution to this problem. So what they did was they took the saw and they would go over to the wall and they would plug in the saw and they would get the saw revved up until the, the blade was spinning and then they would unplug it and run across and they would cut the board until the saw stopped, which in, inevitably it would. They would cut a little bit, but then it would stop. And then they'd run back across, plug in, and run back across and saw. And they were doing this an inch at a time through their entire workload. And they thought they were so smart that they had solved this problem. And I thought to myself, but why not just take the sawhorse and move it over to the wall where you could reach the plug? But what a beautiful example of how we live our lives. We do not have the energy and the, the divine spark and fire within us that we need to live, to be truly what God wants us to be, to fulfill our purpose. The only place we can find that power is by plugging into God through prayer. But so much of the time what we do is we plug in and then we run across and we try to live our life until we run down. And then we come back and we plug back in for a little more dose of that energy and then we go off and we live our life. 
But why not just plug into the source and live our life with the power that the Creator gives us when we stay connected to Him? Prayer keeps us plugged into the source of life. And Jesus said, when you pray, because He knew that we needed it. When you pray, do it privately. Jesus is very clear. Don't use your prayer as a means to impress others or win honor. If you do, that is all the reward you will ever get. For some people, looking good to others may seem like it's pretty valuable. And so I guess I should stop and and ask you the question. You don't have to answer, not to me. But answer it in your own heart and own mind. Is that what you really want? Is that why you're here? Is that what your relationship with God is all about? Is that what calling yourself a Christian really means to you so that you can impress people? Only you can answer that. But it matters. If that's all you want, then that's all you'll get. Now, when Jesus says pray in private, does that mean that we shouldn't pray in public at all? I hope not, because I've said at least three or four prayers already publicly this morning. I did three here in the service, and we did one in, with the choir before we came in. It was a public prayer. It wasn't by myself privately, but that's not what Jesus means. The point is that Jesus is trying to make is something different. A public prayer is, is something that's important too. It's, it's what we do as we gather together. A public prayer like I do when we're here in the service is a prayer for the needs of our community. It's a different kind of prayer. We're praying for the whole community. I'm trying to put into words all of our hopes and dreams. I'm doing it on our behalf together. But our public prayers on Sunday morning are part of a communal experience where we share once a week and celebrate what should be happening privately in each of our lives all week long. But if we aren't praying privately on a day-to-day basis when no one else can see, then our public prayers on Sunday become hypocritical acts performed only for show, that have no real substance. So when you pray, do it privately to your Father. It's not about which words you say when you pray, but Jesus gives a very powerful clue that should be all that we need. It's the philosophy of prayer that tells you So simply, how you do it. He said, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father. So we see there's no magic formula. You talk to God the way you would talk to your Father. How would you talk to your Father? Now, there are many people here who who have a 
wonderful and excellent and loving relationship with their father, and they talk to their father all the time, and they just pick up the phone and they call him or they stop by and they visit him and talk to him or maybe even they just send him a text message every now and then and you just you are so thankful to be able to have that relationship where you talk with your father there are others here whose fathers passed away and you can think to yourself with sadness oh how I miss being able to talk to my father I would just stop by and we would have such wonderful conversations he always knew what to tell me And he could just listen sometimes. And you're thinking, wow, I sure do miss that. Some who are here today might say that they they don't know what what it's like to talk to their father. And that, that I can understand. Not, Not all fathers are easy to talk to. Mine wasn't. But that's because earthly fathers are imperfect humans, sometimes selfish, sometimes broken. Some people struggle with the image of God as a father because they have never had a good father. I didn't, but it didn't ever keep me from relating to God as a father because I simply know that God is the perfect father. And so I imagine what it would be like to talk to my own dad if all of his shortcomings and failings were taken away and he were made perfect in every way. So when you pray, imagine the ideal father, the perfect father. He would be easy to talk to. He would always be kind and patient. He would be slow to get angry. He would always have time for you and always want to talk to you. He wouldn't be self-absorbed and always wanting to talk about himself. Instead, he would be keenly interested in you and always wanting what's best for you. He would love you unconditionally. He would help you in every way that he could. He would always be there to help. He wouldn't try to bribe you by giving you everything you asked for. But he would give you the things that he knows that you really need. And he would guide you to grow as an individual to reach your full potential. And how would you talk to this kind of a father? There's no magic formula. There's no, you have to say this and he will say that. It's not scripted. You just talk. And sometimes you would have a long conversation about something really deep. And other times you might just joke about some silly thing that you did that day. Or some irony that you came across. Other times you might make a joke about this or that. Or sometimes you might just send him a quick text message on his cell phone to check in. Or to pass along a quick bit of information. Or to ask a question. Or to say, help! I'm out of gas. (laughs) Or my tire is flat. You see, prayer isn't hard. If you can talk, you can pray. And we communicate all day long in so many different ways to so many different people. And you do the same thing in prayer. Only You're doing it with God. 
who is the perfect father. Jesus goes on in verses 7 and 8. He says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. As far as I know, all religions have some form of prayer. There's something within the human heart that, that we just sort of instinctively know that we, we need to pray. pray. It's an instinct, I think. Almost like animals have an instinct to know what they need to do to live. But we as human animals understand that we need to pray. And so all people through all time, through all these different religions, have had prayer. And sometimes there are often elaborate formulas within religions about how to pray. Many religions have prayers that are chanted over and over again. The idea is that the gods will eventually be worn down by the incessant prayers of the petitioners. I thought about that, and I thought about Jesus' words. Don't babble on like the Gentiles do. Obviously, the, they were Gentiles living in Jerusalem or around that area where the, Jesus and the disciples lived who prayed that way. And I, I got this image in my mind. I don't know. You know how kids are immature. I remember being a kid and uh, wanting a cookie. And mama was like, you can't have a cookie. It'll ruin your, your, ruin your dinner. Well, what a four-year-old do? We just very maturely accept our mom's opinion, don't we? No. No. So I remember getting in my head, well, I'll just, mama can have a cookie. Mama can have a cookie. Mama can have a cookie. You know, four-year-olds have nothing else to do. Moms have a lot to do, but four-year-olds have nothing else to do but say, Mom, can I have a cookie? Mom, can I have a cookie? And if I just say this over and over and over long enough, she will eventually give me a cookie. You know what? She didn't give me a cookie. She finally got fed up and said, Will you hush? You are not getting a cookie. It will ruin your dinner. You can have one after dinner, but not if you keep asking. But sometimes people pray. As if we got to wear down God by repeating over and over again our request. Jesus says, don't be like that. God cannot be worn down by your incessant chanting. But he does care about you. And he wants to help you. In fact, he knows what you really need. He, he knows what you need even before you ask it. That's pretty amazing. Now, some people get hung up on that. I said, well, if God already knows what I need, why do I have to pray? It's a rational question. Well, for one thing, it's because we need to talk to God. He is the source of life, remember? we got to stay plugged in. Another reason is because it changes us. Sometimes we start out praying for one thing, but through the process of praying, we realize that we're praying for the wrong thing. So we grow through prayer and we learn, oh, I need to ask for this instead. And I can think of another reason. The spiritual forces of darkness cannot stand to hear our prayers. You cannot see it. 
But Scripture says that we are engaged in a spiritual battle. It's not a battle of flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle. Spiritual forces of darkness are all around us, wanting to trip us up and to lead us astray and to tear us down. And our prayers to God are a piercing shrill in their ears that drive them insane. And they flee when they hear them. So pray. Pray, pray, pray. It doesn't have to be some fancy prayer. You just have to talk to your heavenly Father. And when you do, the enemy flees from you. He doesn't want to be near it. It's disgusting to him. But it is beautiful to God. And we're going to talk more about prayer next week when we consider Jesus' instructions about the Lord's Prayer. But I want to challenge you this week to focus on prayer. Focus on prayer. This Saturday, the delegates from all the United Methodist churches around North Georgia will be meeting for a specially called annual conference in Athens, Georgia. They will be voting about the ratifying the disaffiliations for all of these churches that are requesting it. And that should give you a reason to pray. But focus on prayer this week. Establish a specific time each day that you will pray. And then also pray short prayers throughout the day about whatever it is that the Lord lays on your heart or just to share with the Lord what you're doing. Like you might send a text message to your mom or your dad or your best friend. And that will be a good task for us to focus on this week. You know, there's no way to learn this better than by doing it. And that is so true when it comes to prayer. We can talk about it all day long, but the best way to learn is just to pray.